Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? What is up? We are live in Springfield Mo. Where are we at, Jody? The Springfield Dream Center. Absolutely. And so obviously you've already heard I'm in the studio with the one, the only, the Jody Dow. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna start with Bryce today. <laughs> no, I? oldest comes no. first. Come on. Absolutely, right. absolutely. You gotta Some respect our elders. Beauty. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, obviously, you've already heard from him, uh, the man. The I'm myth, here. The legend, <laughs> Bryce Clark. We're just here to facilitate, you know, make sure no arguments break out. Absolutely. Like me and Jody. Yeah, I'm really Jody today. Jody. Yeah, Jody's ready to vent, all right? Uh, and who knows what's going to come out of her mouth. Yeah, and you're sniffling already? I heard it. I heard it from the I've, back office. I've been sick for like four weeks. This is good. Over it. Absolutely. So I'll make sure to switch mics with you next week, so... <laughs> just pass it around absolutely right before yeah right before christmas i like it um well hey uh obviously uh it is christmas season it's upon us and there's like a family function or christmas party every single week and i've already seen multiple hallmark or mel has already made me watch multiple hallmark movies. i don't know that sounded like you enjoyed <laughs> no, it no 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 they're all the same and that's the beauty of it. No. It's predictable. You can just relax. Tradition. Guys, night before Christmas, I'm going to give that like a one star. Why? That one, have you guys seen this? The night before Christmas? There's a time traveling night. Oh, no, I have and, not watched that one yet. And then there's there's someone, there's one where like this lady wins an inn. Have you heard of this one? Wins an inn? Yeah, she like puts in a sweepstakes and she wins an inn, like in Australia or like a hotel New inn? Zealand. Yeah. Are these goes old there. ones? No, what? these are new ones. And so she literally goes, and the whole place is, like, run down. So, of course, what do you do when you win an inn? You find the one man in town that can help you fix up this house. Strikingly handsome. With, I got to tell you, uh, I mean, there's got to be so many just structural issues with this place, but she just slaps a new coat of paint on it and it is like ready to go. She's open so, for business. Absolutely. It's so wow. messed up. Falls in love in the last two minutes. <laughs> that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, you know, you got a boyfriend back in, in New York City, but... Um, well, for some like... of our listeners who actually want to watch something <laughs> decent over break, then uh, Disney Plus. You know, you they're go. not a sponsor, but I'm just saying. Oh, they've got are some they good not? stuff. Oh, okay. They haven't hopped That's on the train yet. Sponsor. <laughs> Shout out future to Disney. Sponsor. They haven't hopped on the train. I'll work on it. Don't worry. I'll work on it. Well, hey, uh, today, uh, what are we talking about? Calm to the chaos. Bringing calm to the chaos. Bringing some calm to the chaos. Okay, we've got, you know, we've got stress, anxiety, worry. Um, are they all the same thing or are they different? It's a good question. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not so. a doctor. <laughs> I don't know what you I, like. Literally, educationally, I was thinking of that and, as uh, I read that question, it's like I am not a doctor. Why would why right. would people listen to me? I'm not qualified <laughs> to answer this question, but I do think that they all are probably cousins of each other. Yeah. 
you know, you may have one that you identify with more. Sometimes we feel the same thing. We call it different things. Um, so I'm sure a doctor would have really great definitions of all of those. But I think when we look at it, it's stuff that makes us feel not the way we want to feel. Yeah, it seems to me, too, that, like, worry is, like, kind of leads to the other two. Like, worry is an action, right? And it kind of starts with worry. And then as worried is, like, as you worry and as that is prolonged, like, it can turn into this, like, anxiety and stress and, like, this state of being stressed and, and having anxiety. So uh, for me, like, I can sense, like, when I start to worry about things, you know, then I can go into this, like, oh, man, now I'm stressed. Oh, well. Now, now, I, now I have this, you know, and, and it kind of yeah. starts with like that thought or that action of being worried. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, I yeah. think stress and anxiety have more physical attributes that go along with them than worry. Like worry is more that internal kind of that preemptive thought that you're, think, that you're saying. So, but I mean, stress and, stress and anxiety, you can look at medically of how it affects your body and put more terms to that, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And, and here's what I've noticed, like definitely over the course of a couple of years, even, um, I, I think one of the big topics, obviously with young adults is usually relationships. That's the one that we get. Mm-hmm. And now almost it's moving to this self-care movement of man, I, it, you know, anxiety and loving yourself and all that, you know, I, I, most of the questions we get are more centered around this, how to alleviate stress and worry. And so it's kind of gone through this shift, almost as, I don't like to lump a whole generation, but these are the questions that we're really receiving now are more around this topic. So what do you feel like people in their 20s, their 30s, what are they stressed about? What are they worried about? What do you guys feel stressed and worried about? I think it could be anything and everything. Uh, I think it can be from navigating relationships to going through transitional periods, uh, starting new jobs, first day of class, you know, for someone can be a stressful experience. I think this time of year, family can even be stressful going home for the holidays, um, money, uh, you know, all of these things. And, and I think it can be as simple to, as to like, what am I going to wear tomorrow morning? Like, we can get stressed about those very simple, easy things, and it can almost be endless. And so I think it depends on the person, but I think it, it applies to everyone, this stress and this this worry and all of these things that we're dealing with in our lives. What about you? Me? Yeah, I would say, like, what I'm going to do next. Like, what's next for Bryce? What's next on the horizon? Yeah. That's what I'm most stressed or worried about, constantly thinking through. Yeah, I think the future stresses people out. That lack of control over, I mean, you can plan for what's next, you can work for what's next, but then there's a whole piece of that you can't, like, you can't manipulate yourself with your own hands, you just have to wait on. And then I think when you're looking at relationships and even being successful in class or being successful in your job, it oftentimes comes back to how am I received by others. And so we're, a lot of us are people pleasers, and even if we're not, we still have a desire to be accepted and loved within the community we're in. I think that creates a ton of stress for us and we don't know, you know, like, will my professor still enjoy having me in class if I don't fully understand this concept? Will Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. scholarship keep if I get a B in this class? Will my boss fire me if I mess this project up? Will my boyfriend leave me if X, Y, Z? Will my mom or my crazy aunt Susan flip out at the next holiday gathering? Mm -hmm. Well, probably. Someone will. (laughs) Absolutely. Usually crazy Aunt Susan. Yeah. And I'm in like my 20s, almost 30. 
And I still am like, how do I please my parents? Like, yes. I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint them. Absolutely. And, uh, you and I have talked about this, that when we go home, because Bryce is local, so yeah. he I am home. You are home all right, always. <laughs> I get you the stress home. and anxiety all the time. Con- yeah, you home. get it constantly. Yeah. <laughs> of like, I better show up for family right, meal every right. Sunday. Bryce, when, why are you home? It's Sunday. Yes. <laughs> but when Jonathan and I go home, because we're both from Kansas City area, it is this tension of how do we please our parents who want us to be at the house hanging out with them? And then what do you do if you still have friends? Or what if you want to go do something in Kansas City that like you want to take Mel and Beckham to? Or that I, Chuck's like, I want to go eat at this place. And I'm like, I'm real sorry. That's a great idea. But we're going home, which means like we're yeah. at my parents' home. They and don't expect schedule. to leave. They yeah. make the schedule. Yeah. And I promise you that my mom does not actually feel that way, but no. I feel that no, pressure. No, exactly. Or exactly. my best friend still, li- like, from childhood lives there, and I rarely see her when I go home because I'm like, well, I can't go spend time with her. My nephews are here. I have to go. And my nephews don't care. I mean, like, half the time they don't even pay attention to me. They just care about Uncle Chuck now. But I feel that pressure of I want people to be happy. That stresses me out. Mm. Yeah, that <laughs> kind of stresses sense. me out listening to it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> To be honest. Are you thankful for your weekly I'm Sunday like, lunch that you can just go to? Right. I'm like, I'm a family, marriage problems, all of this stuff. No, I'm sure it's all great, but. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like, not for me yet. All right. Yeah. Um, no, I, and, and there's a lot there. I mean, you mentioned the future. I think that's a huge one. Um, you know, I- anything coming up, you've got family dynamic, you've got so many different elements. Like, is it just that? Is it is that the surface or is there more like underneath uh, you know, uh, more in the background there. Like, what do, you, what do you think is playing into this? Like, is this a societal thing or is this just like, man, well, like, have we been trained to react this way to these certain things? Or what do you think is going on? I know, no psychologists here, but I know Jody has some good wisdom. <laughs> well, listen, I've read way too many books on this. <laughs> this is a problem. I'm like dangerous when it comes to this topic because I've researched the adrenal system, which is your fight or flight response in your body. And that is what triggers stress and how we react to it. So I'm just, I know just enough to probably screw it all up. But here's what I really think. I think society as a whole has pushed us towards be super busy and work really hard and that that's the end game. Mm -hmm. And I think at the same time, we're all in this season as young adults of really trying to define who we are and trying to find our place. And when you couple that with this push from society that we should already know, we should already arrive, I think we are constantly in a heightened state. And when we're constantly heightened or amped up or have to feel like we're on constantly, I think one of the things we've lost is that ability to be true to ourselves. So while we're trying to find ourselves, we've already lost ourselves. And I think it comes back to knowing who we are. And when I'm confident in who I am, then I care less about pleasing the people around me. And that takes a lot of stress off my plate. So I see... I feel more stressed in pleasing my parents than probably anyone else in my life. And that comes from 18 years of living in their home and feeling that every single day. My parents don't feel that stress. My parents don't need me to be anything. But when we grow up in an environment where we constantly wanted to please, and we didn't know that about ourselves yet, that became the habit. So when we return to that place, we return to that way of thinking. Even if outside of that, I can start to break those habits and be like, okay, I don't care what you think about me, Jonathan. Like, I'm fine. But 
that's also our relationship has been, our friendship's been years, not a decade, two decades, for me, three decades of dealing with my parents and wanting to please them. So I think we have to look at the motivating factors behind why certain people or situations make us feel more stressed out. My sister will get stressed at every big family gathering because that is too many people in one space for her and to navigate that many relationships at one time is so stressful for her. Cause she's like, I feel like I can't navigate eight different people in a room having eight different conversations. It's a ton of noise in her head. And so for her, she loves intentional time with people. So she really struggles when it's like a room full of chit chat and she's like, I can't keep track of anything now. So I think sometimes it's, Sometimes it's like, why? Why does that stress you out? Um, sometimes it's really good that it stresses us out. Like there's moments of growth. I remember one conversation I had with a college student once who was headed home for the first time after making some major life changes and saying, hey, like I partied all through high school and I really want to go home and not just go back to my high school friends and go party the whole time. And so they were really stressed thinking about how do I navigate old friendships with a new direction in my life. And so stress isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes it's a growth factor and we've got to give ourselves credit in those moments of saying, okay, well, how do we navigate this? But when we break it down and realize why is it stressful, then we can start to control the stress a little more. Yeah, I like that. And it, it sounds like this, this feeling that we have to like fix people or fix situations or fix things and always like people please, like you were talking about, Jody. like isn't that a little bit like selfish of us to like want to like fix everyone and then care so much about what they think about us? Like we're then so concerned about us. Totally. But I think we're all pretty wired that way. Um, I think people are wired with pride and it comes out in different ways. Um, like my brother's not a people pleaser. He doesn't care what anyone thinks about him, but his pride comes out almost in his ability to not care. So he can work at not caring so much that then it becomes his pride issue. And so for me, I think that's where learning about ourselves really helps us know how to walk into stressful situations because we know what is it about this that's going to set me off um, or what is it that I need to look at when I'm, when I'm walking into this. Yeah, and I, I, I've seen this all over. And I mean, a, a lot of things that you even hit on, I'm just like comparison is a big one. Yeah. Uh, you know, people see other people on social media, you know, um, especially when you go back home, you're going to interact with these people. So, uh, you know, I always uh, read up on, you know, who, who I'm going to be seeing, what's going on in their life, yeah. all that stuff. And I mean, there's just so many things that, that come into play here. And that, it can be yeah. so simple. Like this is probably, sounds so silly to you guys, but this is one all growing up I remember so my mom is wired to be a helper. She loves to help. She loves to serve. But, you know, after every holiday meal, there's a cleanup process. And it's always very noticeable who's cleaning up and who is not. And there are people who have never touched a dish post-holiday cleanup in our extended family. And it used to drive my mom nuts. And then she realized this is not their issue. This is my issue. I desire to serve in this way. So I like helping. They don't. And I've never asked them to help. So I can't actually be mad about it. But she would get stressed out before the meal even started, knowing that there is going to be tension following the meal. So then she can't enjoy the meal right. with the family. So sometimes we we think 
three steps ahead yeah. instead of just saying like, hey, let me take this moment oh, that's so true. and figure this moment out. Mm. Let me take this conversation and just enjoy catching up with someone and then I'll move on to what's next. Yeah, yeah, I can super relate to that. I mean, I'm a huge stressor of the future and all these things coming up. And I know even just a year ago, right before we had uh, our son, Becca, um, I was kind of freaking out because you don't know what to expect. And obviously, I've never been a dad before. And uh, I really wasn't super nervous. But as soon as he popped out, I mean, all the emotions started coming up. And I got this crazy piece of advice from somebody who had just said, hey, um, you know, your main goal is not to raise your kid, it's to enjoy your kid. And I was like, wow, that just took all of the stress and the pressure off of me because I was thinking through like, man, what, like I, I have to, okay, I have to be a perfect model for this kid because I don't want mm-hmm. to pick up any bad habits, but I know I have some bad habits. So I'm like, you know, trying to think through all these different ways of how I have to change everything for him to be successful and have a good life. And then I just took everything out because it was, hey, stop worrying about the future. Stop stop wishing he was in another phase. Like just enjoy where you're at right now. And and that really helped me focus on the now. So I'm like, I can't screw that up. All I have to do is just enjoy where I'm at. Right. Um, so that took all the pressure off. And so even kind of leading into this next question, like let's get practical here. Like how do – I guess like what do we focus on and like how do we focus when we have so many things pulling at our attention, when we got so many things in the future, when we got so many deadlines, when we got so many, um, you know, different elements that take us out of our routine this holiday season, what do we focus on and how do we focus on it? Okay, so Michael Phelps, this is one of my favorite Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps stories. Okay, so he did an interview once talking about being one of the most decorated U.S. Olympians, and he talks about how. If you've ever watched him before he swims, he has this whole routine he goes through with his giant headphones on and his hood up, and then he puts his swim cap on, and it's very methodical the way he approaches his day. But he approaches each swim because he is already thinking through everything that could go wrong once he hits the water. So he thinks through what happens if someone crosses into my lane, how do I keep going? What happens if I don't hit a breathing, like a moment to breathe correctly? He's thought through all these contingency plans. So when he hits the water, he's surprised by nothing, which is one of the reasons why he continues to win is because he's already prepared for what do I do next? So I think it's not that you need to think through everything that will go wrong at already Christmas gathering. Right. Most of us have already thought about everything that could happen that could be bad. You're going to get asked as soon as you walk in, oh, are you still single? Like you might as well buy the t-shirt. Yes, single. Next question, please. Right? <laughs> so, but it is that idea of giving yourself time somewhere in your day to say, what are the things about this situation that are going to distract me, that worry me? What is it that my brain needs to release so that then I can be present? If his brain doesn't release all the things that could go wrong by going ahead and checking him off the list. And when he hits the water, that's what he's focused on. He's focused on that guy just crossed my lane. This water is two degrees colder than it's supposed to be, or this water is warmer than it's supposed to be, or my dive didn't go as far. If he doesn't get it out, then he's focused on it while he's swimming. And we will never perform our best or have our best relationships if we can't focus on what matters. So I think you have to give yourself space. For some people, that's a journal. And it's literally like, They call it stream of conscious journaling when you just open a page and you write anything and everything that comes to your mind. Some people need checklists. Some people need to call their best friend on their way to the next family gathering and say, 
I'm really worried about seeing my grandma because she's going to tell me I gained 10 pounds. Like just, I need to say that out loud so that when I walk in and my grandma tells me I got a little chunky, I, I can move through it. I can own it and say, yes, I have. I've been enjoying hanging out with my friends on Thursday nights, (laughs) watching Grey's Anatomy and eating pizza. So give yourself the permission. It's not that it's bad to have all these thoughts in our heads, but we need to give ourselves permission to get them out in the right way. Because if we don't, then you're, then it's a battle to focus. But if we'll just move those things along, it becomes much easier to focus on what's ahead of us. I, I mean, I love that because here's what you're saying. You're saying eliminate the past and eliminate the future and, and live in the present. Because yes. even when you're talking about Michael Phelps, all the things that could go wrong, okay, he's thinking about the future. Right. And then when he's like, okay, let me check those off. Let me listen to the pump-up song to get all that out of me. Yes. Because then if he has that bad dive, he doesn't have to focus on the past. He's still in the present. He's still like – He just does what needs to happen in that moment. Yeah, that's so true. And so it's what conversation do you walk into at family gathering that you need to have in that moment? What – Maybe it, maybe it is your year to go clean a dish up after everyone's done eating. Wow, you know, like, woo, out. somebody's going to step up to the plate this year that hope has never done listening. it before. Yeah, <laughs> I hope your mom's hearing this and she invites you to help. <laughs> but I think when there's so much going on in our lives, it's easy to then even stress ourselves out about the fact of like, man, I just spent time with my grandparents and I didn't actually, I didn't take advantage of those moments because I was so worried about the other things and knowing that those people are gathered in a spot, whether it's for the best reasons or the worst reasons, people are in a room together and you have an opportunity to walk into it. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I I mean, I'm right in there. And, you know, for the longest time, I was like, there's option A and there's option B. There's one or two ways, you know, you're you're either freaking out about what's going to happen or you're reminiscing on what did happen and you kind of screwed it up. But there's always a third way. Right. There's always another way to say, nope. Um, like, I don't know. It's almost like I can be scared about the uncertainty and doubt or I can be, you know, more focused on getting it right. Or the third way is just like in the midst of uncertainty and doubt being okay with things not being okay. <laughs> and like that's the only way to get through it. There's always that third way. And so um, if you're sitting there and you've, you feel like you've only got two options and you are kind of freaking out, um, there's always that third way. Here's what I have to remind myself sometimes in that moment, like to go church on you for just a oh, second. Bring it, preach. Let me just go Pastor tiny, Joey. tiny little Sunday school moment. Um, I sometimes have to remind myself that God has seen way crazier things than what I'm experiencing when I go back and I reflect on scripture and I see some of the stuff he dealt with. And I'm like, he's surprised by nothing that I, my family, my situation's bringing to the table right now. And when I study how Jesus lived when he walked the earth, he took time for people and moments constantly. And we see that over and over again when he stopped and called people by name or he stopped and he sat and enjoyed a meal or he, you see him diverge from the plan he was on or the place he was going to do something else because that's what the moment called for. And so oftentimes I have to remind myself that I am not more important than he was And if he could stop and pause, then I need to teach myself to. And it's the same way when you're working out, you teach yourself to do, I mean. I've never done that. Let's be honest. It's been a long time since I taught myself anything in the gym. Anything in the gym. But you teach your body to do new things, to lift new weights, to um, become more flexible. And so in the same way, we teach our mind to stop and to pause. I've read about that. Yeah. I've read about it. I saw someone do it once. 
Yeah, absolutely. I watched Bryce lift before in the gym when That's I stood around acting like I was working out. Bryce, Bryce, what do you bench? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. Okay, nice. Yeah. 50, just a straight fifty. <laughs> just the bar. What's the bar? That. Yeah, whatever the yeah, bar absolutely. is. Like, if we I, I think cut the it bar in half. is forty-five. Actually, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway you can have is to identify why you feel chaos. So when we can identify, do I feel chaos because I'm nervous about seeing someone? Do I feel chaos because of this family gathering? Do I feel chaos because um, I'm having to revisit some painful moments and people going back to a place? Do I feel chaos because I'm growing and I'm not sure? When we can identify why we feel that, then we can have a plan moving forward. And I mean, little side piece that I think we would all agree on is it's also okay that if you get into the moments when you're, when the chaos you feel never settles inside, when that stress and that anxiety is constant and ongoing, I think one of the best takeaways you can have is to talk to someone. Uh, There's zero problem. And sometimes we pay our best friend and that's a person called a counselor. And it's okay to pay someone to say, hey, I'm setting aside time every week to make you a priority because your health is priority. And so sometimes that can be managed outside of counseling, and sometimes that needs to be managed within counseling to get more tools, and that's okay. So identify why you feel chaotic, and then you can take your next step. Yep, uh, I love it. Just, hey, take some time, invest into yourself. I know I'm a product of five-plus years of counseling, and I did mm-hmm. not have a screwed-up childhood. I had a great childhood, but you just wear stress differently. You, you adapt and learn how to deal with it, and a lot of times it's not in a healthy way. So take some time, uh, like what Jody said, uh, assess what is causing that stress, and then uh, who do you need to talk to, or, or what is what is a plan that you can do to set in place to just start alleviating some of that or working through that. So I love it. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Uh, again, obviously, got to thank our sponsors. Uh, <laughs> Santa actually was a major sponsor for this episode. Uh, Coca-Cola, just everything to do, uh, you know, obviously with Christmas. Um, So we, we got a lot of people listening out there. Thanks, Mom, for listening. Love you. Hey, we'll see you guys next week.